است. And we are live. Welcome everyone. My name is Nikki Lopez of Nikki Lopez Creative and you're watching The Circle where every first and third Tuesday of the month I'm talking to artists, activists, social entrepreneurs, people doing great things in the world today. And today I have a very special guest and friend, artist and activist Lonnie Johnson. Thank you for being here. Ah, oh, thank you for having me, Nikki. <laughs> yes, so yes, happy yes. To be here. Oh my God! Yes, indeed. Finally. <laughs> yes, finally, finally. But yes. when it was time, when it was time. Absolutely, absolutely. So Lonnie is an artist, a mother, a community advocate. I'm just gonna quickly share a little bit um, about Lonnie. Lonnie Johnson is a multidisciplinary visual artist, born and raised in Miami, Florida. I didn't know that about you. Awesome. <laughs> born and raised in the county of Dade. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Ms. Johnson is an artist, educator, mother, and activist that understands that as artists, there's a cylindrical obligation, clinical obligation to give back and nurture our communities with her creative gifts, and it must be utilized to better our world. Lonnie Johnson expose, explores creating healing spaces for Black women through an exhibition of movement and ritual. Johnson's performances and installation works are to reconnect and reactivate our ancestral memory, which allows us to reimagine how we see ourselves and reclaim our spaces. Through her practice, Lonnie explores how her practice affects her awareness, existence in spaces, and the investigation of how she claims and navigates through spaces especially focusing on spaces that lack accessibility to her people, her communities. Through her work, the artist wants to represent how ancestral and historical memory informs how, when, and where we enter spaces. That yes. is a lot. Mm. It is a lot. <laughs> yes, it's funny, yes, like, yes. Reading your, um, your, your bio, you're like, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> but I know. <laughs> you know, and I don't always do that, but I think sometimes mm -hmm. it's important because we can't get everything right. This is just an introduction. I want people to go research you, look up your stuff and get to know you. But, you know, sometimes it is important because we need to hear that. Everybody need to hear that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's important to me, you know, yes. really, think, really thinking about like how I occupy space as a black woman and then how I can create space for other black girls and black women. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I think once I began to um, grow more comfortable in how I enter spaces, then I can then kind of set the groundwork for other black women. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we have another artist online, T. Elliott, the Justice yes, the Justice League. <laughs> nice. That's what that we call awesome. our crew. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. So this jumping in, um, you know, um, I know there's a lot to cover and we'll see how much we could get it, um, get through. Um, what was your start to your creative journey? Ooh, okay. Well, you know, just always kind of being that the, the black weirdo girl, you know what I mean? And, and just trying to like figure out what that was and, you know, my mom was an artist, um, but she wasn't necessarily allowed to practice. So it was, it was great that she kind of allowed the space for me to, um, to be that creative, weird black girl. Um, but I, I, you know, 
I think that art was always a way for me to express myself, whether it's, you know, through drawing or painting or sketching, um, through fashion. And, you know, so it just was always a place where I felt safe, you know. Um, I wasn't always the most confident um, child growing up because I was really uh, self-conscious about being a dark-skinned black girl and, you know, made to feel like there was something wrong with me because of the color of my my skin um, from folks that look like me and from folks that didn't look like me. So it was, like, really difficult trying to navigate that space. And I felt like art was a way for me to um, feel safe, you know. So um, I've been doing it pretty much all of my life, you know, going the, the art school route. I've been going to art school since middle school. Um, ended up going to New World School of the Art and then going to SUNY Purchase to receive my bachelor's in fine art in, in New York. So it's just, it's kind of, if you would ask me like maybe 15, 20 years, like what I would be doing, like I definitely would not have told you what I'm doing now. So it's just really interesting how your creative journey kind of just, you just kind of walk in it and nothing's really infinite, I mean, or, or definite. And um, you just kind of distrust and, and just keep pushing, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I've always saw my work as something more than just being in the, the gallery or in the white cube. Like I, I saw really early that my art was something that could bring people together. Cause like even as early as middle school, right? Like having my friends, hey girl, can you, you know, back in the day, like drawing the names, like the bubble letters and stuff like that, like doing that for my friends and like, you know, making like hand making fashion magazines and like designing outfits for my homegirls and, and, and homeboys. like. That's always been something that was like a connecting um, mm -hmm. thing for me with people, you know, and then seeing that my drawings brought them some sort of joy. Like I always knew that in hindsight that my work was more than just about aesthetic or it being in the gallery or it, it, it's more about bringing people together or connecting with folks, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. When you said about the bubble letters, I don't know if it was before or after your time. But you did you get the like the S where they have the three lines? Oh yeah, you gotta have the S. You gotta have the S with the with the, the three lines at the top and the three lines at the bottom. And then you connect the the first one to the middle, the the, the middle bottom one. Yeah, no, you had yeah. to have the S. I figured out how to make my own jazzy S, so that's how I became even more popular in middle school because I would jazz it up. Like I was able yeah. to like add value and, and shading. So people are like, oh, she know how to do that. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. What does advocacy mean to you and how do you explore that in your work and practice? Again, it's about, you know, using, like I, you read in the bio, like I really feel like as artists, we have an obligation to speak for those that can't speak for themselves. So we have an obligation to speak up. Um, we have an obligation to be the voice um, of the communities that we stand in. So I really think that that's important to use your art as a way to, to speak for folks, speak up for folks, to connect folks, 
to help people see themselves. Um, I think that the reason why art was such an important a part of me coming up was that it helped me see myself. You know, it mm-hmm. helped me see who I am and 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 kind of like confirm and 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 ground me in who I really was. And I think that it's important for me to use my art if I can to do the same for folks um, and and be that point where they can see themselves. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. And just taking a moment, we're live in a couple of places. We're live on Facebook in Nikki Lopez Creative, the 1310 Gallery, and the group, The Circle. If you're in the group, I cannot see your name when you post a comment, so just put, add it there. We're also live on LinkedIn and YouTube. And by the end of the week, this will be available on your favorite podcast. So definitely catch it, share it, invite people into the live chat, or have them listen to the replay. We um, out here. We out here. <laughs> out here. Exactly. Put it out in the interwebs. <laughs> you know, one of the things, you know, I, I it sometimes kind of um, go to where people are like, oh, I'm frustrated with Facebook. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see that. But I'm like, well, right. everyone with a cell phone, you get to create what you want to see instead that of completely like, yeah, exactly. You got friends. I got artist friends, you know, creatives, what you're doing. You know, we have the ability like no other time in history to be able to put out what we want to see in interwebs and connect to other people who want to see something different. Yeah. And there's power in that. The fact that we can control that, the fact that you, you have control over what you see and what you put out, like that's powerful. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have Dion. Uh, You are so dope. I'm feeling your entire vibe. Bubble letters were not to be played with. (laughs) Not at all, Dion. I'm telling you, (laughs) it was not a game. It was not a game. Yes. Like I have people just like, you know, I made new friends because of Mm -hmm. the whole bubble letter letter movement. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have Neri Street, Narissa, uh, my faves. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Neri. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being here. Yes. Sure. How sure. do you create healing spaces and why is that needed specifically for Black women? Because nobody lives to us. There's not space for us. Like, you know, we, you know, we carry a lot. You know, there are a lot of things that we are expected to do um, and there's no room or grace for black women in our society. There's Mm. no space for us to to grieve. There's no space for us to allow ourselves to be vulnerable. There's no space for us to heal. So I feel like as a black woman and you know, art is such a powerful thing. It again, it's my responsibility to consider how I can provide that space. You know, mm-hmm. every time a black woman or black girl um, walks into one of my installations or comes to one of my performances, I want them to be able to be like, "Oh, I see myself there. Thank you." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel safe here. Um, I belong here. You know, so it's really it's vital at this point you know our society continues to you know not listen not support not nurture black women 
and we're shunned a lot. So it's it's only right for me, you know, that's all we got. All we got is us. So I have to. It's a part of, it's like my duty. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I have nothing else but to provide space for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great segue to kind of show. We have a little clip. Do you want me to just play the clip or you want to set it up first and then I play the clip? So this performance that you're about to 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 show the the clip of is from a performance that was created by myself and um uh, uh, another artist that I used to collaborate with um Hattie Mae Williams and Jadell McPherson we created this piece called Offerings and thinking about again black women and how we have to continue to hold space for everyone but who holds space for us so mm-hmm. thinking about that and at the the performance, it was done at a park that is, you know, not too far from where I live. And unfortunately, that park has been plagued a lot with gun violence. So we were also thinking about, like, you know, black women in our communities having to deal with losing their lovers and their fathers and their brothers and their cousins and their sons and still having to hold it together. You know, not giving the space to grieve that they have lost somebody that was near and dear to them, but just having to just kind of, you know, still pick up and keep going and continue to hold space for everybody else. But again, kind of neglecting their own healing in order to heal others. So they're thinking about all of these elements and and incorporating um, the three um, female spirits from the Yoruba Oya, Oshun, and Yemaya as a way to kind of bring in this this idea of healing, but also support and letting us know that we we not by ourselves. We hold space for each other. So how can we tap into this this idea of the feminine divine as a way of healing and support for us for us as well? So absolutely. This performance it changed the game for me. (laughs) It kind of set the bar of what my my performances and installations have to be so Mm, okay so i'm gonna roll the clip about my rights. my shoes, my body posture, my gender identity, my age, my status as a woman alone in the evening, alone on the streets, alone not being the point. The point being that I can't do what I want to do with my own body because I am the wrong sex, the wrong age, the wrong skin. I suppose it was not here in the city but down on the beach or far into the woods and I wanted to go there by myself thinking about God or thinking about children, or thinking about the world, all of it disclosed by the stars and the silence. I could not go, and I could not think, and I could not stay there alone as I need to be, 
alone because I can't do what I want to do with my own body and who in the hell set things up like this? And at first they said, if the God penetrates but does not ejaculate, then he did not rape me. And if after stabbing him, if after screams, if after begging the bastard, and if even after smashing a hammer to his head, if even after that, if he and his buddies fucked me after that, then I consented and there was no rape because finally you understand. Finally they fucked me over because I was wrong. I was wrong again to be me being me where I was. Wrong to be who I am, which is exactly like South Africa penetrating into Namibia, penetrating into Angola. And does that mean, I mean, how do you know if Pretoria ejaculates? What will the evidence look like? The proof of the monster jackboot ejaculation on black land? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was need a moment. Um, I agree, <laughs> Neri Sander. I got chills watching the rain during the performance. Yeah. Yeah. And Tarek on YouTube, fire, fire. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so my dad plays tennis at that park and um a few years ago, he witnessed a young man take his last breath at that park because somebody put a bullet in his head. So mm. that park needed some healing. That park needed some cleansing. So the rain was just... And, and mm. here's the thing. like When you're doing this type of work, <laughs> there's these serendipitous, for lack of better words, things that occur. Like... People ask me, oh, did you plan for the rain? No, how can I plan for, I wish I could take credit for <laughs> planning the rain, right? Mm -hmm. But that rain needed to happen. 
to kind of and nobody left nikki like people at the park one or two people might have been like oh girl this rain too much but people that came to watch the performance they did not leave they held the space with us in that rain and mm-hmm. the rainbow coming out at the end and you know it was really special because my dad was there and my dad kind of isn't the, the artsy guy and um to have him still talking about that performance to this day it's really really special and i think again for other family members to be present there as well but you know as as a creative your family gets used to you kind of doing the, the same type of work or the work that they like like you know the paintings the drawings that you know what i mean like they so to see them embrace this new form of work you know what i mean because performance and installation is something that i have started to do in the past maybe maybe eight ten years now so in the beginning of it it was kind of uh uns- i wasn't a, i wasn't sure about doing it but to have mm-hmm. them kind of give me that nod of like yes girl okay we get it we like it you know it was it was really comforting but that day mm. Oof, mm. that day was special mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and i want to definitely highlight something you just said about being unsure and doing it anyway yeah a lot of times we have these ideas and then we play it down yep and you know or like when we're ready because that was used to be my thing oh i you know, painting, and I wanted to do some sculptures, and I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. do I do class with, you know, but you have to be able to push through that because that's yeah. where the journey is where you grow. And like, look at this eight, 10 years later, and you've yeah. evolved, and this is like now a, a staple part of your practice. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And to keep it 100, like it's be, it's, it's sometimes beyond us. Like it's not even about us. Mm-hmm. So we have to do it. Mm-hmm. And just trust that it will be done because we have to do this. You know what I mean? It's like some, it's higher than you. It's bigger than you. So it's just like you got to trust and just go, you know? Yeah. We have a question from Neri Street. Lonnie, your work is always taking up and transforming spaces. What are your favorite spaces and how else do you care for yourself? Oh, ciao. Okay, I can answer that first one. The beach, uh, you know, and you know where else, and this, these three places are like really important for my practice, but also like three of my favorite places. Beauty supply stores, listen, I love beauty supply stores. I have always loved beauty supply stores. It is something, they, they are sacred, spaces like don't let nobody tell you that a beauty supply store is not a sacred space Mm. so beauty supply stores botanicas of course and then dollar stores like those three (laughs) places and they they're significant for my practice but also for community you know what i mean like in our communities like they are the staples like you're going to find those three things for sure as like resource in our communities so just being able to access those three places, like it just brings me so much joy. Like I was just 
at the hair store. When was that? Saturday, because I had to get my hair rebraided on Sunday. And mm-hmm. I just and then Shire came and we just literally just chopped it up in the the braiding hair aisle, just talking, you know what I mean? Talking about the hair, but also just catching up because I hadn't seen her in a while. So just like, and then connecting with the girls that work there and like, the, you know, it's just the, this this way of connecting with black women in this space. Like it's a, it's a sacred place, you know what I mean? And, and just sharing stories and like, even if you don't talk to each other, it's just like that nod, like, hey girl, what you getting? You know, like this unspoken, it, it's just a very, special place um mm. so that's one of my definitely one of my favorite places on the planet now what do i do for care Oof. well neary i'm still working on that <laughs> um i think i am getting better at it um sitting just sitting down somewhere just knowing when to sit down mm. rest i'm yes. telling you one significant thing that this corona times taught me was sit down mm-hmm. and and really thinking about like why am i busy why am i always on the go like why am i always ripping and running like am i ripping and running because these are things that i want to do or am i ripping and running just because i gotta rip and run you know what i mean but i had to really think about that so this idea of just sitting just sit down be still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really, and just being intentional in that is starting to be a form of care for me. Mm-hmm. I, I totally relate as someone who just woke up from a disco nap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a long yep. day today. I'm like, okay, wait, I gotta, yep. you know, and sometimes I do that, I catch myself because I sometimes I have to say, am I working or am I busy? Right. If I'm busy, why? Is it, you know, and yeah. And no, yep. yeah, no dress. What a difference! It's a difference because I really noticed that I was just ripping and running because I was trying to rip and run from things that I didn't want to necessarily face too. Mm, that part. Because you know <laughs> we do that a lot. Like let's just stay busy so we don't have to think about some things. And I had to really sit with that. It's like, oh, you're being busy because you're trying to escape thinking about this, or mm. you're being busy because you're trying to not actually do that. You know, so mm-hmm. having to face face that and and sit with that has been some recent shadow work, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And this question, I, I saw it, but I missed it earlier when you were talking <clears throat> about creating spaces. Uh, DJ Boomy was saying she agreed. We take on so much, and it's hard to create the space just for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we have this, you know, we've been fed this narrative that we have to do it all. We got to be strong for everybody. We got to do it, you know, we got to hold space for everybody. But again, like I said earlier, who's holding space for us? Mm-hmm. You know, who's Absolutely. there for us when we're not okay? And then giving ourselves permission to not be okay. Mm. Giving ourselves that permission. We don't, we're not allowed to give ourselves that permission. To be mm-hmm. like, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. How many times have we just been like, girl, I'm all right. I'm all right. And knowing damn well, you're not all right. So mm-hmm. what's wrong with saying, I'm not okay. I'm not all right, girl. You know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do that. I, and there has to be space for that. Yes. It's got to be space for that. We have to have space for that. 
because you got to feel comfortable enough to do that. Mm -hmm. You got to feel safe enough to do that. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Got to do it. I saw something, uh, poet May Rain, she had posted something, a repost, and it says something about um, in order to heal, you have to first be able to say (laughs) there's something wrong. I need healing. (laughs) Exactly. What are you healing from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, you know, I really want that to be one of the, you know, the focus and the driving force of my work, like allowing black women to like have that space to being like, oof, let me just sit Mm. or oof, I feel seen. Mm -hmm. Somebody sees me, she sees me, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I really want for my work, like when folks walk away from that to feel seen, you know? Yeah. No. I'm going to just take that in for mm-hmm. a quick. I need that for mm-hmm. myself. I'll do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And listen, it's selfish reasons too because it's like I'm yeah. doing it for myself too. Yes, yes. You mm-hmm. know, I'm doing it for myself too. Yeah. You know, it would be it would be foolish for me to to even try to do this work where it's not connecting to me somehow. Like that's Absolutely. that's pointless. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, uh, um, your work seems to be influenced by spirituality, African spirituality, African mm-hmm. culture. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that? That connection. So, yeah, yeah. I am a. a a lot of my process is um, research. I'm a nerd. Like, I love, I'm a bibliophile. Like, I, I'm a collector of books. I love books. I love to read. I love to research. So, you know, really diving into, I've always been intrigued by cosmology of African religions and, like, the stories that are connected to the various cosmologies and the spiritualities. And if I am considering myself also a storyteller through my work, then it's only right to kind of research the ancient storytellers and how they did it. You know what I mean? So trying to figure out how our ancestors did it and then have them inspire how I do it. Like you have to, you have to research that. You have to tap into that. And again, if I'm trying to also get rid of the stigma that are, that's connected to African religions, right? So if we're talking about Yoruba being the birth mother of Santeria, Voodoo, you know, Kadumble, Hoodoo in America. So how can we dispel this like stigma around these religions that are connected to us, that gave birth to us, you know? So I really want to kind of use my work to, to reactivate that memory within ourselves and be like, hey, this is a part of our legacy. Like, this is what we do. You know, um, ritual is something that we all do. Like, brushing mm-hmm. your teeth is a ritual. You do that every day at the same time. You use the same toothbrush. Well, you switch it up, I hope. Same toothpaste. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, that is a ritual. What are you telling yourself while you brush your teeth? You know, like, what What do you tell yourself while you're washing your face? You know, like, all of these rituals and kind of, like, furthering these practices and, and helping us realize that these rituals get us through these rituals got our people. So how can we reactivate? 
how we use these rituals and spiritualities to get us through hard mm-hmm. times, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you feel is missing in the conversation between access, healing, and art? Oof. Accessibility. I mean, you know, we, we go through this all the time. Like, folks mm-hmm. really still feel like art is only accessible to a certain group of people. And I really just want to get rid of that. Like, art needs to be accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. And if art is, is a tool that can get us closer to healing, then we all need access to that. You know what I mean? I feel like art and healing go together. So if our communities, if black folks can have access to that art that provides the healing, then that's that's the formula. That that that's we don't want the game. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like, you know, if art is again the reflector of life, like art is life, art imitates life, right? Then we all have access we all need access to that just like we mm-hmm. all need access to happiness joy you know what i mean mm-hmm. um resources that we so we can be our better selves you know so i think if art is is used for that then we need access to that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. especially for our community like you know yep we just don't get me up. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> Cause I was just gonna go into this whole idea of like how I feel like institutions should be free. Like mm-hmm. we all should have access to artistic institutions. Like there's no reason why we have to pay, in my opinion, to museums or to theaters or to, you know, like I feel like those things should be the gathering place for everyone. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. can we all have access to that? You know, absolutely, so. absolutely. It's um, really have, important. Yeah. Uh, In the other- West, they perform rituals, but Africans have ritualized life itself. Yeah, yeah. It's a part of life. Like I said, like brushing your teeth. You know, making your tea in the morning, making your coffee in the morning. You might use the same mug, but that gets you through. Mm-hmm. It makes you make sense of your life. You know what I mean? It makes you think about the day-to-day and the importance of that day-to-day, I think. You mm-hmm. know, so how can we, like I said, as a people, as a person, reactivate that? You know, because mm-hmm. these rituals, no matter what, like we can say it was brouhaha or whatever, but these, this, this is what gets folks through their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Folks praying hard on letting their son go to college, you know, doing a ritual or lighting a candle for prosperity for their son or daughter to go. Like, those are things that got us through and they continue to get us through. So why not have mm-hmm. that a part of how we live our life? You know, mm-hmm. preparing yeah. food, preparing yeah. food for yourself, sitting down, having food, sharing food with your loved ones. Like, those are all rituals. We do those things. They're a part of our life, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no difference, I don't think. Yeah. And then, you know, bringing it into, um, you know, uh, there's also part of our culture that we as Black people, African diaspora was taken from us, you know? And yeah. why do we feel so negative towards these things? You that know? part. <laughs> that part. Yeah. And that's, again, that's a part of the reactivation because we've been detached. We've been removed from that. We've been mm-hmm. fed that it's a stigma, that it's dark magic. Mm-hmm. We've been fed that. 
I mean, there's light and dark magic in all religions. We can say the same thing about Christianity. Come on. You know what I mean? We can say the same thing about Catholicism. There's always mm-hmm. a negative and a positive. You know what I mean? But it's what you decide. You know, mm-hmm. it's what you decide for to inform your life. You know what I mean? So it's it's definitely like again about legacy and reconnecting us back to our history, also, mm-hmm. because we have been fed that it's it's that's that over there, you know, mm-hmm. they do that over there, mm-hmm. you do that here, we do this mm-hmm. here, yeah, meaning yeah. like in America, you know, and if you do that here, then that is oof. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's everywhere. You know, I think we, mm-hmm. we were talking, preparing for the, you know, catching up and stuff. And I said, I had this uh, Yoruba priest who mentioned about a yeah. sacrifice. And someone was like, wait, a sacrifice? I'm like, you right. do know there's a Bible too, right? Right. That part. That part. <laughs> we just yeah. are made to make our sacrifices feel bad, but there's right. the Bible. Every other religion has it in. It's like, yes. oh yeah, it's great. There's all <laughs> these tropes. It's all these tropes that we want to put on certain things. Like there's all mm-hmm. these, you know, like I said, stigmas that we want to put on the African-centered religions versus all of mm-hmm. the others, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's our duty to get back to that. Absolutely. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever had to overcome any challenges as a black artist, as a woman, as a mother, and of a and practicing artist? <laughs> what what time is it? Do we have time? <laughs> we have time. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. our network. it's our time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think every day. You know, until the game changes, like the art world here in Miami is this big. And then the black art world is even smaller. So, you know what I mean? Like there's this idea in the art world that there's only room for one, right? There's only room for one black artist and it's usually a black male artist. So, you know, having to kind of uh, fight through that. And like I said, like if we're not being listened to and we're seen invisible in everyday spaces, can you imagine what it's like in a smaller, you know, microcosm being the art world. You, we, we can chop up these stories all day, Nikki. You know, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and I think that the beauty about, you know, what you do and what I think I do is carving our own space. Mm-hmm. Realizing that, okay, all right, well, I'll just carve my own space, yeah. you know, and create that space for myself and others. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it, it's, there's always going until, like I said, until the game changes, there's always going to be um, this strife in the microcosm, right? In the ecosystem, unfortunately, you know? Mm-hmm. So just claiming all of the space, like, you know, kicking in the door sometimes when I have to, and once I'm, and I'm that person that like, once I get the door open, I'm like jamming that, that mofo like open. Like I'm taking it off the hinge and I'm just like, come on y'all, <laughs> come on y'all, like come on everybody. You know what I mean? And um, just keep carving the space for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can, I got a whole 
<laughs> list of, <laughs> of things that I could talk about. But I think that what I've learned from those things, right, especially in the institutions, right, in art school, you know, being that only black girl in entire, it was in college, in the art program, there were three of us, three black women. And then we were all in different kind of uh, focal points. So we never were in classes together, ever. Mm. Three, the entire art department. Mm. And then I have never had a black art teacher ever in my entire creative development. Entire, ever. Mm -hmm. A black woman, forget about it. But yeah, so those types of things. So when I was teaching, I didn't realize the importance of the fact that I was the first black woman to teach at that institution in the program. Mm. Until that, and having young people being like coming up to me later on, like, I was looking forward to having you. Like, you don't mm. understand what it was like to have you just in that building. So, like, mm. reflecting back, like, I realized that, wow, so. All of those things that I needed to hear back then, like I needed to be that for those young people to this day. Even though I'm not in the classroom, all of the young people that I work with, all the things that I needed to hear, I tried to, or needed, I try to be that for these young people. Because mm. it's important. It's so important to yeah. be in that space. So, saying all of that is like once. I get in these spaces, like I'm claiming all of the space and you're gonna have to drag me out because once I'm in there, I'm taking over it and -hmm. like really claiming the state, you Mm -hmm. know, because I I know that I belong there and and I need to be there, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Neri has a question. How can we best support your work so that it's less and less of a problem for you? (laughs) <laughs> um, I think it's not it's not so much that it's, it is a problem. I mean, you can cash at me, Neri. I mean, I'll put my cash out. <laughs> um, but um, just I think it's also showing up mm-hmm. for folks. You know, um, I really am in a place where as far as like my work goes, it's not so much about selling work for me at this point. But it's definitely about me gaining opportunities where folks support me so I can continue to do my work. So it's Mm -hmm. like, whether that's in the grant form or arts organization support form, like I just want to be able to continue to be supported so I can keep doing this work. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that could, yeah, like I said, that could be grants. You know, I've been really lucky to be receiving a lot of like uh, grants right now and like awards so that feels good to kind of be able to like i said it's not so much about having to be out in the market and thinking about like you know selling work but again having people see what you do and have my work speak enough to them that they're they're on board to support me in some kind of way if that makes sense Absolutely. And and I agree with you in that, you know, I, um, it's not, you know, buying a piece of art. Yes, absolutely. But then I think the type of art that we have, you know, it's hard to put a stamp on it. It's hard to put a, yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Put a price on it. And then yeah. who's who's taking that piece home, you know? Right. Because <laughs> I have not, that. Listen, everybody can't have access to me that way. Mm-hmm. Everybody, and everybody shouldn't have access. I know who my audience is. I know mm-hmm. who I'm speaking to. Therefore, if I am to commission some sort of work, I still need to be in control of who rec- who's receiving that work. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I'm not for everybody have having access to me that way. Mm-hmm. And I think as an artist and as a Black woman, I have that right. Yeah. To claim that. Mm-hmm. You know, because my, you know, my work is an extension of me. So it's mm-hmm. like, who am I giving that extension of myself to? Mm. Yeah. Being that intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta be. I have to be. Mm-hmm. I have to be. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that and it's it's a it's hard, right? Cause like as artists, like, you know, we out here on the ground and we trying to we're trying to live. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, when when we are approached by folks that are trying to buy our work, it's a hard place to be in. But I think that we always find our tribe. Mm-hmm. And if you're intentional in your work and you stay you stay true to that intention, then folks will follow. Those mm-hmm. folks will find you. Those mm-hmm. folks will support you. Mm-hmm. You know? So and, and I wanna like throw out there too. Um, some of them we mentioned, you know, um, uh, you know, a lot of artists, is they artists, we have cash app, we mm-hmm. need grants, we need to mm-hmm. be introduced to people that have funding and are looking for that work. Cause you know, sometimes, you know, especially when you talk about, um, being a woman, being a black woman, being yeah. a mother, we don't have those, you know, opportunities. They go right. to more white male, Um, certain type of people, certain trending things. So people who do the type of work that you do, the type of work that we do, um, we need those connections to the people who have the dollars to support that work to, you know, come out. When we have something, come support it. When we post something on Facebook, Instagram, website, blog, share it. That's that's so free. That's free 99. That's 3 plus tax. <laughs> plus tax, right? Yeah. Because the, the power with that is that when we share something that we feel strongly about, even if we cannot physically drive to Miami to see your show, someone in our network could. Yep. Someone in our network might be like, oh, I didn't even know this. And, and now get introduced to Lonnie right. Johnson and her work. And right. like, oh, and for someone, and that's how the, that, you know, the, the, the dice roll. So yep. sharing, sharing is caring, you know, yes. that's simple, you know, yep. share it, support, show up, yep. you know. And connectivity too, Nikki, is like, you know, being involved in the community. And that's why I'm going to go back to that question about why is it important to be a community advocate? Because if you're trying to just like what we're saying, if we're trying to, and not to say that we're building connection just to get these coins, but like people, the type of work that we do, people are not going to know about us if we're not also out in the community talking about the work, talking with people about the work, just talking with people and collecting stories. Because if we're, again, if we're talking about art being this way of being the, the voice, then how are we gaining the voice? How are we getting the stories? So we got to get you in these, these streets too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
So a lot of times in the past like year or two, the opportunities that have come to me has been based on like my rapport that I have built with folks through the work, not just mm -hmm. about the work, but because they knew me from, oh, she's contracted at Pam doing the art detectives program. Oh, she runs that youth arts program at that mental health facility. Oh, she also works with girl power. You know what I mean? Oh, she also does, you know what I mean? So it's like all of these other things that I'm kind of rooted in the community and informs and supports and catapults the work too. You know what I mean? So it's like, how else are you being intentional in your involvement in the community that also informs the work too? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, for me, I feel like all of the stuff that I do, 5011 jobs that I do have is informing my practice too. Mm -hmm. So it's all connected. Like we were talking about on the phone, our rehearsal, <laughs> this whole idea of like social practice. Like I really think that you and I can really say that we are social practice artists because all, mm -hmm. everything we do is mm -hmm. redirected somehow back into our personal practice. So it's all connected, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's important. It, it's important. You got to be intentional. You can't just be out here willy nilly. Mm -mm. You can't. We're too old for that. We're too old for that. <laughs> and you shouldn't be as an artist. Like, you got to know why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, for real. Yeah. Especially because it's, it's definitely not something that is glamorous and trending. And, right. you know, um, there's, you know, I mean, I, we're passionate, you're passionate about what you do, um, but there's also a sense of responsibility right. and anxieties and all of those things that come with that, the stress, mm -hmm. the whatever have you. Now, mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade that for anything else, um, right. but um, if you don't have those intentions there, then why mm -hmm. are you putting yourself Right, why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, why are you going through this? Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, because yeah. you have days where everyone's praising you and they get it like, oh, I know what that's about. Here's this. Here's this. Here's the. And then there's days you're just like, well, I'm just going to keep doing it. I don't care. That's thank you. That one person who's listening to me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All the way in the back. Thank you. All the way uh -huh. in the back. Why yep. don't you just pull up your chair here? It's only two of us. And yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and so that intentions, and if you're about trend, you're not going to talk, you're not going to want to talk to that one person, right? It right. has to be this multitude of right. things. You have to have that intention. But you know what, Nikki? Even, even, even with this idea of like, if you about the, the, the trend, right? Keep it 100 and say you about the trend. Like, don't say that you about intention Thank if you. you're not about intention. <laughs> because I'm going to give you mad, I'm going to give you more respect that you if you saying, listen, I'm going with this way right now. This is where the coins are. I'm like, girl, get it. Like, that's, do that. Do that. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times folks want to, especially right now in the climate, you know, with this social, this this racial reckoning that's happening in the world. Ooh, that word, <laughs> that phrase. But it's like a lot of people, it kind of makes me feel some kind of way because I'm like, yo, we've been out here. Welcome to the party, folks. That's how I feel. Just like, yeah. okay. Welcome. We've been yeah. out here. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that I have more respect for somebody being like, you know what? This is what I, I want to do right now. 
this is in bold, let me do it. And then I'll be like, you know what, sis, fam, bruh, do it. Yeah, over but I'd there. rather you be yeah, yeah. I'd rather you yeah, over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather you be upfront mm-hmm. and honest Absolutely. and Absolutely. transparent. Yeah. Than out here fronting and sucking up resources for folks like us that are actually really doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely would respect when people are like, hey, I just, you know, it's trending. I'm trying to get on it because then it's just like because you do you take away because then, you know, you get back to access. Right. The people, unfortunately, who are, you know, the ones in the trenches, in the community doing this, whether it's a party of one or five or 10 or 20, you know, we don't have those access. And you have people come in on a trend because they have, you know, they got connections to this and that and they throw on the little glitter on there. And then it takes away from the opportunities that people who are already doing it. So it's just like, you know, say, say you're doing it for that reason. There's still going to be people that come follow you, but it also don't take away from that. And I can respect you from afar, from over there. (laughs) From over there, right? Because you know, you get somebody you're like, oh yeah, they're about it, and then you're like, oh really? No, you're not, <laughs> right? I understand <laughs> that. And then yeah. folks that like kind of just position themselves and kind of like just prop themselves up around folks just to see if they can get the opportunities, like sucking up free liquor and and, and opportunities <laughs> and events and in spaces. You know what I mean? Like it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. That drives me nuts. That is one of the problems, Neri. Like this idea of like just folks not truly invested in this thing. And mm-hmm. again, I'm not saying that you had to go to art school because like that's neither here nor there. But you have have you have to have a solid practice in order for you to identify in this art thing. You have you have had to put in your time. You have had to develop some sort of practice in order for you to identify as an artist. I really do believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that. And what are what is your intention in this th- these things that you're making? What is your goal? What are you trying to say? What 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 moves you to do this? Why are you doing this? There mm-hmm. has to be a why. What is your why? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times folks don't have it. They don't have a why. They mm-hmm. just do. Mm-hmm. They just do. If, uh, Jamie saying that part in <laughs> yeah. surface deep, yeah, yeah. These internet, yeah. um, internet, um, activists, it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. just sucking up resources, like it's it's and <clears throat> oh, see, you don't got me on the <laughs> and I think, hot. yeah, it's getting a little hot because I think that Miami. I think South Florida, we enable it. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you something, that shit ain't happening in New York. Like you ain't gonna fake the funk in New York. They gonna see right through you, see right through you. Mm-hmm. We enable it here in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Because we don't, we have a hard time allowing home team, like folks that's from here to have their shine. Mm-hmm. We much rather let the transplants, the folks that they're kind of helicopter in have the opportunity instead of us embracing those that are homegrown. We have a hard time with that, especially in the art world. We much rather have somebody come from over there and give them some shine versus mm-hmm. the folks that are already been out here and giving them that shine. 
That's you something, know? oh man, you like you are touching a nerve tonight because like mm-hmm. I've gone to some things and it's funded mm-hmm. and it's pretty, and then I'm sitting there and you got some um vocalist that's flown in from Iowa somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I have 10 singers that I could call up right now and blow this out the water. And they home not with nothing to do. And you have someone that you flew in, paid transportation, paid, t- you know, food, paid lodging, all this stuff. Listen, oh, <laughs> what kills me, Nikki? This is what kills me. And again, there is beauty in us being able to kind of infuse all of the arts, right? Mm-hmm. But it burns my bis- biscuits these days that these folks that just kind of staggered on into the art world like oh i want to be an artist just staggered on in and i'm just like where did you come from what's your mm-hmm. practice why are you doing this mm-hmm. is it because it's in trend do you feel like this is and and this this is what really burns it is i think that because what we do is so subjective that folks easily think oh i can do that mm-hmm. i can do that you know, mm-hmm. I incorporate movement and dance in my work, but I don't cons- I by no means consider myself a dancer. Nope. Mm-hmm. Because I know what it takes the years and years of developing mm-hmm. your practice in order for you to even consider yourself a dancer. Mm-hmm. So how we label ourselves and not to say that we got to get caught up in these labels. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't get what I'm saying twisted. What I'm saying is the investment of the development of your practice has mm-hmm. to be intentional in order for you to kind of nominate or or, or say that you are an artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we just give people too 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 quick of a pass here. We do, mm-hmm. we do, we too mm-hmm. nice about it. We too loose. Yeah. We too loose with who we let. Oh, okay, yeah, come on. Oh, you want to yeah. get this grant? Yes, come on. Mm-hmm. Jamie said, uh, so on point about the transplant. Yes, I want all of them to just, I want an exodus of them back to wherever the hell they came from. I'm so serious. Yeah. I'm so serious. We have narrative. Um, but that's about the community not understanding the beauty of what is under their noses. We need to be afraid um, to educate adults. Yeah, we need not to be afraid to educate. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, but Neri says sometimes it's just it's beyond our reach because grown folks sometimes they be too far gone. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm willing to have grace. And maybe this is like my petty coming out. I'm willing to have grace for young people. I'll even give you up to 25. Okay. But after 25, Nikki, like I don't know. Like I feel like after 25, you 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 use a whole grown person. And and I can't. My, my 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 patience for the for the for the foolishness is a little shorter than at that point. You it's know, a short so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my it just it's a look. My threshold for that is is short. Yeah, you know. But there mm-hmm. is something too. Yes, Neri, not mm-hmm. the, not afraid to to educate adults, but adults also have to be willing to receive it. Because again, mm-hmm. like folks come in and they kick the door down and they're not even trying to to kind of ease into the room or mm-hmm. ease into the space. Like they come in like, 
I know, <laughs> you know. So there is a need for us to kind of create that space too. Like, okay, wait a minute now. Hold on. Hold on, young chopper. Young whippersnapper. Like, I've been around these parts for a long time. Like, come on, let me, <laughs> let me, let me show you how. Let me show you how, you know. And that's no shade, you know. Yeah. I think this idea of like mentorship and sharing experience, like this shared experience, like there's something to that. I love learning from people. I mm-hmm. love learning from people sh- and and finding that shared experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How yeah. do you balance between being you got me all hot, Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> I know it. <laughs> but, you know that's what it, that's what it's there for. You know, yeah. um, hopefully inspire some people who are under twenty five. Y'all got some point. Yeah. Y'all got free game. <laughs> yeah, but also too, Nikki. Like I think because you know. Shari and I talk about this a lot. Artists need to be talking to other artists. We yes. need to be talking to each other. Yes. Things yes. like this, Nikki, is amazing. Because mm-hmm. we need to be talking about each other, talking to each other. Because mm-hmm. these collectors, these, you know, um, curators, these, these you know, uh, um, archivists, like, they're all talking to each other about us. But we're not talking to each other about each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we need to be in conversation with one another. You know, yeah. not in competition with one another. Like, yes, Absolutely. this is this is a dirty game or what it doesn't have to be. We need yep. to be talking to one another. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's where like you said, it doesn't have to be competition. Even someone who's supposed to be your competition, you could introduce collaboration. That's even yep. more powerful, right? Yep. We're yep. doing the same yep. thing. Guess what? We're gonna unite on this, you know. Yep. Um, yep. And that's how you build community. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen each other in past and I think Spoken Soul, might have been before, I don't know, I think around Spoken Soul. Yeah, it was. Um, might have been connected with um, Deborah Magdalena, give her a little shout out, Diosa. Yes. Um, but, you know, we see each other and stuff like that. But then it's like when we talk, we're like, oh my God, we're, you know, we're kind of on the same paths yep. and share yep. similar things, you know, like yep. I was sharing with you, like I'm doing something. And another artist friend that I met years ago, further along, he was like, um, you know, that's a social practice. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Okay, let me add that. You know, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, yeah, me too, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So we get to, you know, we get to share, we get to flesh out things, we get to explore, we get to have yeah. feedback. So it's yeah. extremely important for us to build those things. Yeah. And, you know, regardless of how the world or how these organizations and nonprofits and institutions want to pit us against each other, we yeah. have to be like, no, y'all not doing yeah. this. Because you stay- know what? On the other side of that, Nikki, yes, and they have nothing without us. Yep. There are no museums. There are no art organizations. There are no, you know what I mean? They need us. So I also think that we need to begin to stand firm in that too. It's like, we have a value. You need us. There's no curating if you ain't got shit curate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is no installing if you have no work to install, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, we also have to to ground ourselves in that too and, and, and really know our value, know our worth. Like, hey, like what I do is valuable. I am mm-hmm. needed in this society. I'm needed in this world. So, yeah, don't forget absolutely. that. How do you balance between being an educator, a mother, and activist? <laughs> oh, 
support system. Mm. My family, my parents, um, my friends. You know, we we take care of each other. I I sometimes I don't know what I would do without my my folks, whether they blood related or not. Like I my circle is really close. Um, it's tight. I've known my my people like my friends for almost 30 years now and we've seen each other grow and um to see each other you know grow within this art world and 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 us doing our our thing you know it's 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 really important and exciting to see and you know like i said supporting each other like hey you go pick up my children or can can you can you watch my baby for a few minutes or can i just stop by to talk i need a break or, you know, with my parents, like me with the 5011 jobs and like traveling to this place and traveling to that place, like it's support systems. You gotta have them. You mm-hmm. gotta have them. If I did not have them, Nikki, I don't know how I would do half of this shit. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And you know it, like mm-hmm. you gotta have, you gotta have those people because this thing is hard. Ain't no manual to be an artist and a damn sure ain't no manual to be a mama. So it's like, <laughs> we growing up together. Like we figured this thing out together, baby. You know, mm-hmm. so just having that support <clears throat> is so valuable. So valuable, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. real. Yeah. What's yeah. one thing people may not know about you um, that you're comfortable sharing? That's <laughs> mm. sometimes I get nervous mm. talking in front of people. Um, sometimes I don't want to talk to people, even though I'm very like loquacious and kind of like loud in my, because I have a big spirit, but sometimes I want to just, sometimes I like being by myself a little more than people think. I like being by myself. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Lonnie, this is so awesome to yeah. have you. <laughs> I'm so happy that if it's full circle, it always happens when it needs to happen, you know? Yeah. 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 How can people connect to you if they want to find out in the, your exhibitions or uh, performances? So definitely, definitely social media. I'm I'm more of a, a Instagram girl. Mm-hmm. So Lonnie J305 on, on IG. Um, so mm-hmm. I definitely will be posting. I have an upcoming installation at locust projects um coming opening up in september um i will be going to um norway for the heat exchange uh artist um exchange program that bass fisher invitational created so three artists from norway are actually here right now staying at the fountainhead residency and then three artists from Miami, myself included, will be going to Norway in October. So um, I posted about that. I'll be reposting about that. And yeah, so Instagram. And then, you know, if you know me, you got my phone number. So hit your girl up. (laughs) Oh, man. I have to give a shout out to May Rain. We were just talking about. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Hey, the poet and uh, self-care products. You know, moonflower. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So um, we were just talking about uh, May Rain posting about, you know, um, 
to get to healing, you gotta say you hurt first. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> ouch. Verbalizing it. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, you know, black ladies, we ain't that we gotta do it all. Mm-hmm. We gotta, you know, we gotta suck it up. You know, mm-hmm. that we don't feel pain or we shouldn't, you know. That's a vulnerability and weakness we've been told, you know? Mm-hmm. So we finna get rid of all of that. We working on that. We working yeah. on getting all that, getting rid of all of that crud that is bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Giving ourselves permission, giving ourselves permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's something you said a little earlier and I relate to that because that's kind of like been my mantra this year, like working on being, um, unapologetically myself taking up as much space even if I'm not comfortable I'm like no I need to take this up for me I need to take this up for some little black girl somewhere else some little kid that's saying can I do this yes you can yes you can (laughs) yeah but you know what Nikki I just I spent way too much and you probably could testify to this too like I spent way too much of my life just not allowing myself to be my full self I spent way too much time in my life just being way too concerned about what other people thought of me and what other people thought I should be. And I just, I can't, I refuse to do that to myself anymore because it was traumatic. It was detrimental to my spirit and my mind. So I refuse, refuse to allow it anymore. So you either finna take all of this or not. It's like, you know. Take all of it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, and the right people who can handle that is going to come in. And the ones who can, they're going to remove themselves and make space. Yep. Do me so, a favor. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Move out of the way. Yep. Yes. 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 Yep, yep. Oh man, it was uh, such an honor and a pleasure to have you here to share Thank some you. of your work to learn some more things about you, to share what you do with the world is so important. Um, Thank you. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. you're welcome. Um, definitely safe travels on your um, international art residency yeah. trip. Yeah, um, no, we gonna not- see each other before that, lady. Okay. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm calling you oh, out. Yes. We gonna see each other oh, before man. that. Oh, man, you called me out, yes. Yes, um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I will wait. When are, you, when are you going? That's October. Okay. Okay. We got time. We got, we time. got time for yeah. sure. We got time. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, you should just you should just plan to come to the opening in September. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Try to do uh, that. But yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yes. thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to chop it up with you and yes. to hold space with you. And this is incredible. And I hope that this can continue forever because this uh, is yes. such, it's needed. It's needed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It really is. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and those of you who are um, online, I'm starting to remove the nine o'clock because it just, it don't happen and it's fine. You know, but you know, this is our, this is our channel. This is where, you know, I want to have my friends, my colleagues, you know, people I know and people I'm learning about, you know, we need this space to talk about what we do. 
you know? Right. Um, so I am so grateful for those who, even though it's supposed to be a 30 minute show, y'all stay on and y'all rock with us the whole time because, you know, we appreciate you. you. We appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes when we get the opportunities to talk, it's just like, what's the event? What's the login? What's your social buy? <laughs> right. So we don't have that space. So I'm just really grateful. Um, we're going to start at 830 Eastern time, but, you know, sometimes we go over and it's just, you know, it's all love. It's just sharing the work, connecting, giving people the opportunity to add their questions and their comments. Um, so definitely, um, I'm just so grateful for everyone who is watching live on YouTube, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, um, those who are watching it in the groups uh, on Periscope, um, right. and those who are watch it on the replay. Um, please, please consider sharing this. Like, you know, Neri was like, how do we support, right? How do, you know, something free. Take that link, click share. Copy yep. that link, paste it in, you know, throw it out into your social media, throw right. it out into your email list. Right. You know, um, whether you're follow an artist, on Instagram. Yes, follow on Instagram. Yes. Yes. You know, that's, you know, that's how we get the word out. That's how we connect. That's how we build community. That's how we amplify the work that we do. Um, yeah. in the community, locally, internationally, nationally. Um, you could be a part of that by just sharing this video, sharing the podcast when, when it comes right. out. Um, so grateful for it. Uh, Lani is on Instagram. We've got the ticker and it's also in the, the comments. Uh, if you go to Instagram, Lani J305, and you could follow um, her work. The Circle is brought to you by Nikki Lopez Creative and What's Your Elephant? Uh, What's Your Elephant is a movement that uses the arts to talk about anything unspoken. And so there's going to be, um, come a little crazy, I got two series coming out. <laughs> so there's going to be a What's Your Elephant series centered on uh, some of the elephants within the LGBTQA communities. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also partnering with the LAD YMCA, and we have funding from the Community Foundation of Broward um, for the Art of Justice series. It is starting mm -hmm. this Thursday. So there's going to be several art-making workshops, discussions, community dialogue, and then showcasing of that work. Um, and we're going to be bringing in different artists to lead that conversation. Alana DaCosta and myself uh, nice. will be um, uh, leading an art-making workshop and discussion about access. Um, nice. We also have a, a support from Sue Gallinger, who also does this work. And, you know, we invite you. There's um, there's a link. If you go to whatsyourelephant.org, you'll see the RSVP. Um, the Y is not fully built yet, so we're going to be virtual, with, which helps us to, you know, you don't have to travel, right? You just click on the right. link. So if you want to, you know, click on the link, RSVP, join us. You know, whether you want to participate in the conversation, you want to create a piece of art, it will be showcased um, on a virtual exhibition and then culminates um, at the um, the beginning of next year. So that is the Art of Justice series. It is starting this Thursday, July 22nd. So definitely um, look for that. Um, Lani, follow her on Instagram. Uh, she has some shows coming up. Send her some well wishes when she's going to be traveling. Um, yes, for sure. <laughs> so for sure. Um, any final words? Any closing? Just, just be intentional. And like you mm -hmm. said, Work on being your best and authentic and unapologetically you mm. self every day. Absolutely. Every day. Absolutely. And claim all the space. Mm. Yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. So good night, everyone. And good, good morning, whenever you see this, <laughs> we'll see you again uh, the next, well, the first and third Tuesday of the month. So we'll be seeing you in August. And thank you all for joining me. Thanks again, Lonnie. Have a great uh, evening. Thank you, Nikki. You too. <laughs> all right. Take care. Take care.